Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, honeys. Hello. Welcome to Natch Butte. I have to warn you that the next three months of Natch Butte are going to be a little bit different than you're used to. So if you happen to be a new listener, hello and welcome. I am Jackie J, the host of Natch Butte. If you're an older listener, hello, thank you for returning. Please get excited. I am officially on maternity leave. I'm having a baby. And while I am having this baby, getting to know it, nursing it, etc., I've decided to take a little break from Natch Butte. Now, Natch Butte isn't going anywhere, sweetie. What's going to happen while I'm gone is I'm having some of my past guests slash dearest friends fill in for me as the host. And each of them was told, you can interview whoever you want. Some of them are going to be doing characters. Some of them are going to be doing more editorial style interviews. You don't know what you're going to get. And that's why it's extremely festive and fun. So who's coming up? Honey, I don't know. I'm going to throw this intro on the front of a lot of the apps. So I don't know who you're about to hear. You're going to have to read the title or listen and find out. But whoever it is is somebody fantastic. I'm so grateful to my dear friends for filling in for me. It's going to be fun and exciting. And thank you for still listening while I'm gone and supporting Natchview. I will be back hopefully in September, sweetie. I'm going to take June, July, and August off. Maybe I'll be back a little sooner. Maybe I'll be back a little later. That's going to depend on a lot of things. My uterus, how it's uh, going down, how I'm feeling, child care, all factors. But I really appreciate the support, and I hope you enjoy the excitement that is about to happen with all of the fill-in hosts of Natchevute. As much as I'm excited, sweetie, so thanks for being here, and please enjoy the next three months of exciting Natch Butte. Okay, honeys, real quick, I'm adding a little disclaimer to this episode. I am so in love with this conversation that you're about to hear with Chelsea and Mushki, but I wanted to let you know there is a story about pregnancy loss, so I wanted to let the honeys know in case that is something that might upset you and you don't want to hear it. It's at the beginning. Right after Chelsea and Mushki discuss tinted moisturizer, Mushki says, Chelsea, I want to stop you. I have something that I want to share. And then she goes into her story. So if you don't want to hear that, please fast forward a little bit. I just had to give that warning. Um, but I really think everybody's going to love this tender, beautiful episode of Natch View. And I'm so appreciative of Mushki and Chelsea for opening up their hearts to the honeys. And really giving us an amazing episode full of laughing, crying, and creaming. Please enjoy, and thank you again.
Okay, welcome Woo. to Natch Butte. My name is Chelsea Frank. I'm filling in for my girl Jackie Johnson, who's on maternity leave with my son. Um, I'm very excited to be here. I when Jackie asked if she if I could do a little maternity leave guest hosting, I thought, okay, okay, who should I bring in that's going to offer some really a new interesting take on self care, wellness, beauty? And I thought, look, the Jews, we are a stressed out bunch. We have been through some shit, honey. Okay. We are a traumatized group. And we know between the Nazis and the Proud Boys and the sinus infections, we know how to chill out and zen out. And I wanted to get a really insider look on how Judaism teaches self-care, wellness, beauty, all the above. And so I thought there's only one woman for this job. And that is my guest today, Mushki Pearlstein. Hi, Mushki. Welcome to Natch Butte. Hi. It's so cool to be here. Chelsea, thank you for having me. Oh my God. I'm honored that you would come, make time to come in and give us your wisdom. All right. Let's just get right into so it. So much wisdom. So much to talk about. I mean, you are so many things. You're a mother. You're a teacher. You're a chef extraordinaire. You are a goddess. A menu master. A menu master. I mean, I've, I've uh, yeah, I've officially named myself a menu master. I am a mom of three, a wife to Arye um, Rebitson of the Nila Chabad. That means that I married a rabbi. That's all I did to earn the title, marry him, and. Yeah, that's it. No, I mean, you've done so. You create incredible Jewish experiences for the community. You're so many things, but above all, you're a goddess. Um, Let's get her. We'll do some icebreaker questions because Jackie does love her icebreaker questions. So, in true Jackie fashion, what is your skin type? My skin type is dry. Okay. Very freckled, Chelsea. I'm Do you have freckles? I have so many freckles. I'm looking girl. for them. They're not so poppy today. I'm wearing a little bit of foundation. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So Chelsea and I are very freckly, um, dry skin, and very sensitive. Sensitive. Oh, you're sensitive. a sensitive queen. You're a sensitive very queen. Sensitive. <laughs> um, sensitive queen. Okay. And I wanted to ask also. So Purim. If you don't know what Purim is, we're gonna for brevity's sake. It's like Jewish Halloween. Okay. Yes. Um, what is your most iconic Purim costume? Okay, you're gonna love this one. I come from a family of nine. Yes, My mom you do. had nine children. Okay. So I'm the fourth down the line. I'm like way down there. Middle child syndrome, all of that. So my oldest sister had made with my mom this DIY project of a hummintosh, a life-size like body cutout hummintosh made out of fabric and felt. And so one year that's what I took. My hand-me-down sister's hummantash DIY project, and it was the best. <laughs> if people don't know what hummantash is, it's a jelly pastry, right? It's the cookie. It's the, cookie. It's the triangular cookie of Purim mm-hmm. filled with either poppy seeds or jelly or um, chocolate spread, whatever you choose in there. So you are a gorgeous little pastry. Yes. You're a gorgeous little <laughs> hummantash. Hot. Do you have pictures to prove it? And me done. I do not. I'm sorry. We'll have to <laughs> the dig olden those up. days. We'll I don't have. have. To, we'll have to pick, dig those up somehow. I'm sure someone's got them. Um, incredible. So let's just get into it. What are top three products that you are just loving these days? What are you using? My top three products. Let me. Let's get started. Um, my friend from back. I'm from Montreal, Canada. My friend who grew up around the corner for me. We're still very close today. She's a makeup artist. And so she started this service during COVID that she will, you know, help you, you know, take a picture of you, tell her your skin type, and she'll send you some cool products and makeup. 
No way. That works for what you. What is it called? Um, she's Beauty by Hana on Instagram. I'll, I'll send it to you. And so she told me, I told her that I just needed some good moisturizers. I have very sensitive skin. I'm very dry. And I've, I've not been good about moisturizing my face, you know, all my life. So she told me two things. The first one is a Pixie Glow Tonic Pads. So the little pre-soaked pads, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those are I use great. I vitamin C. I love yes. it. Yes. So I use that every day. And then the Embryolis Le Crème Concentrée. Okay, French Canadian coming out. All right, Montreal. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> what le is this? Crème Concentrée. It's a moisturizer that's le. It's milk. Gorgeous. I guess. So can you you so since it's milk, can you have I think it? it's milk or maybe There's, it just wants to be milk. So wait, but my question, okay, so this ties not in, breast milk, I hope this not. This comes in perfectly, like because it's dairy, are there certain restrictions around when you can use that product? Does it matter? I don't know if it's actually made out of milk. Oh, am I just I, literally the most? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> people put milk in there. I don't know. So it's I, not real milk. This is like the I have no milk. idea. I never checked, but if it's a skin product, you're not eating it, you're totally fine. kosher laws is what you're eating yeah but your skin's eating it it's not eating it's not orally (laughs) eating exactly interesting okay orally eating good point we have that one okay so that was two um third is and yeah what you said before with with the freckles is i want my freckles to pop and so i find foundation just covers them completely and i don't like that so i use and i've only been using tinted moisturizer Mm And um, I feel that just gives me the evenness I need. It gives me the glow and gives me the freckle pop. <laughs> Love it. What's the yeah. what's the tinted moisturizer you're using? Um, Mac or Sephora. I, okay. I'm, I'm basic. <laughs> we love a basic, okay? We love an accessible queen. We really do. Basic, basic. But Chelsea, I wanted to pause you one second. Um, I just want to share this. It's just personal. And last week, Monday, I went to the doctor. I was nine weeks pregnant. It was right after Passover, so, you know, it was awesome, got Passover out of the way, it was incredible, and then I went to my first appointment for this new pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I have three kids already, so this would have been my fourth, Mm -hmm. and I went to the doctor, and, you know, I start off just all jolly, excited, turns into it's a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. and at first it was such a surreal experience just hearing that and knowing that Mm -hmm. and having gone through three healthy pregnancies before so I was like so unexpected so the next few days I would say were so purely um I'm so shaky how do I how do I unshake myself let's just take a deep breath should I start again? No, you're so fine. So we could cut that. No, okay. you're totally fine. This is, um, you're being very vulnerable and I'm surprised and I appreciate it. And I think a lot of the people who are listening maybe have gone through it or know someone who has. And so whatever you're choosing to share right now, I'm sure will help a lot of people. So take your Thank time. Thank you, Chelsea. Don't no, wor- that's, no truly, that's helpful. Thank don't you. Don't worry about it. I mean, if, <laughs> whatever you want to share is totally, we're only grateful that you are willing to. So. Thank you. Yeah. Don't worry. Take your time. Thank you. No, this is the greatest calming studio ever. Right? It's so, this is a place to bear your soul. It really is. Because, <laughs> this is and this community is really sweet and loving. So they will, they got your back. So thank you. So you went through, you heard that devastating news and I'm, I'm so sorry. Yes. And yeah. it's all of, yeah, it's all of a week old, this news. And it's still, it's still processing, still going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the, the first part I would say was just total, total survival mode. After that, I would say like 
So that happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, all that survival. Saturday morning, Shabbat morning, I wake up and I'm just like so depressed, so angry, so moody. And I was just going through that day just depressed. Sunday morning, I wake up like, what just happened? You derailed all my plans. I've been planning. I had plans. You know, I have everything planned, set in place. I know what's going to be now. And now you've derailed all of my plans. And that was like a whole new panic mode, a whole new stress of like, okay, now what? Mm. So that was Sunday. And, you know, every day was just a whole nother set of of emotions and, yeah. and, and feelings. And I got to say, like, first... I think for me, I'm a Hasidic Jew, I'm Chabad, very Jewish, very proudly Jewish. And um, believing in God, I would say, has really helped me. One of the things um, growing up is this Hasidic concept that we learn over and over is that everything is planned by God, everything, down to the fly that's buzzing, down to the blade of grass that's flying in the wind. Every single thing is planned by God. So here... Just knowing that this, there's a reason for it. Everything we go through in life. So for me, this miscarriage for somebody else, it could be a terrible breakup. It's all planned by God. There was a reason that this happened. There was a reason that you went through this. And there's another Hasidic concept is that, that, I, that also helped me that kind of ties into this is that everything from God is good. Okay. God is infinite. And as it gets passed down to us, it could look bad. But inherently, God is good and only good. So also just at the back of my mind, keeping that in mind, that there is a reason for this and that it's good, but I can't necessarily see it. I can understand it. I can't see that bigger picture and knowing, you know, what's going to be in years from now or what would have been, you know, all of that. So the two of those concepts tied together have really, really helped me. Wow. Um, another thing is uh, also connected to this is um, Ari and I took, my husband Ari and myself took a mental health first aid course. And that really helped us. First, we took it really, you know, being in a Jewish community, being there for others. Um, that was really, really helpful. And even for me, going through a crisis now, going through something traumatic, it's really helped me knowing these ideas and also for Ari to be able to help me. Like, the need for support, um, for listening, for the other, for the other person to listen without any judgment, um, self care, self help, all of that. These are all tied together and was really, really so helpful for me to get through this. Wow. I mean, honestly, thank you so much. First of all, I did not think you were going to share that. So I, I mean, I knew because we talked about it, but I'm so. First of all, I'm so sorry that you're going through this hard time and that you're feeling all this pain. But thank you so much for sharing that because I feel like that's going to help so many people um, more than you more than you know. You know, um, I think those are beautiful lessons. So thank you so much for truly thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a gift. Yeah, and thank you, Chelsea, for all your help. I did tell Chelsea last week because we had to cancel the. Yeah, this, of this recording. So Chelsea's been so so helpful. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> I I love you, and um, you know, we'll talk off off mic more about this. But I want to say thank you for for that because I really I think that many people will will be, will benefit from that. Um, I I simply don't know where to go from here because I don't go back to your list. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I'm like I I feel like it's so um. 
I don't. I want to. No, talk I got that off pride. my chest. <laughs> no, I got that off my chest. We're good to move on. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> there's so, yes. There's so much more to talk about. I let's know get, there are Let's so, do this. Well, you know what? You know what? Though I feel like this is. You know, for, I was going to ask about other. Now it just feels kind of trite, but I want to ask you about self care, and this might segue. Um, mm-hmm. So, so self care in the in the Jewish community. What are the tenets of it? What are the guidelines? I mean. For something like that, if you are going through a hard time, um, um, what are some of the things like Shabbat or some of the ways that that Judaism teaches prioritizing mental health and self care that that are that come from Jewish texts? That's a great, great question. Shabbat is a massive, massive self care um, thing that we do that we keep right. So Shabbat is mostly not only about unplugging. I am off my phone, TV, everything for 24 hours from Friday sundown to Saturday dark. And I'm completely off any technology. Um, We host Shabbat dinners, Shabbat lunch with the family. I invite guests, we eat good food. And for me also feeding others around my table, and we'll talk about this more about what I do, but feeding others around my table, bringing people together. There's so much joy. There's so much connection and so many friendships, I would say, that come around from hosting Shabbat dinner at my home. And that's a huge highlight of my week. So Shabbat is a very, very big, and it's that built in every single week, Friday, sat, Friday night, Saturday, completely unplug, completely work on yourself now. All week we work on our output. We work hard to, you know, to work, to reach our goals, to make our ends meet. Shabbat now is time to stop, tune in, and refocus. So what so so there's no telef- no no texting, no Instagram, no phone whatsoever. For me, I take it to that level. I do not. Yeah. None of that. <laughs> so what are you do like what are what are you doing in those 24 hours? You're, you're <laughs> hanging out with your family. Yes. A lot a lot of it Just is leisure time, time with the kids. Yeah. Um, reading books, um, playing games with the kids, sleeping, tons of sleeping, napping, the best. Incredible. <laughs> yes. And then the big dinner Friday night, another lunch, Shabbat afternoon, and you eat a good breakfast in the morning. Yes. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's chill time. It's chill time. And that's... In baked into Judaism, yes, for you. For yes. I mean, you know, some people don't observe it, but for you, it's baked in. So you have a day a week to just chill the fuck out. Excuse my language. But, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I'm in the company of royalty. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, no, but so you know what, Shabbat, and and I can't say I've always appreciated it growing up. Yeah. You know, it, it could be hard for me. I never struggled with, okay, I really need my phone right now. That wasn't a thing for me. Maybe having grown up in the 90s, it just, I didn't have a phone then. So I didn't need to go to my phone. But but now I appreciate it so, so much. I see how all week long, how I'm on my computer, I'm on my phone 24-7. Here, I put it away. I shut it down. It's amazing. Amazing. What are some of the benefits that you have seen come from Shabbat? I mean, maybe because you've done it for your whole life. It's not as... I feel like for me, when I've started to do Shabbat more, I have seen mental health benefits from it. I've seen my stress go down. Mm. I've seen my anxiety lessen. I've seen my sense of meaning heighten. Like I just see purpose and things. I don't know. I've, I've really seen a lot of benefits from from incorporating Shabbat. I'm not perfect. I don't do it every weekend. But sometimes I really try to. And it's That's pretty. Amazing. It's amazing. So I feel like for anyone listening, even if you're not Jewish, taking a day to unplug is such an incredible like Jewish idea that, you know, we have it in other religions too, but I, I mean, that whole like 
everything's done. We're just yeah. checking out. <laughs> Goodbye. Check no out. likes, no yeah. views, no comments. Nothing. Goodbye. We're Nothing. done. It's exactly. so amazing. Exactly. For me, I'm on a high Friday night after our guests leave and I just rehash it. I go back. So Shabbat dinners at our home are amazing, right? I said, I'm a menu master. The food is incredible. My husband is really good also at just bringing the whole Shabbat table together into a meaningful experience. You know, you come out with learning something new and you hear from everybody around the table, their experiences. And after Shabbat dinner, I'm on such a high. It carries me through the whole week, just from hearing from other people and and, and their joys and their struggles and all of that. Yes. Beautiful. Love. Um, could you talk a bit about mikvah? What it is, I know I'm, I'm jumping. Can we go back more to self-care ideas? I have a few more. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we can Queen go back. wants to come at us with some good, yes. Before are, we get, no, because mikvah is just a huge topic. So okay. we'll get to that next. Well, yes. I have a few okay. more self-cares for me. Self-cares, yeah. is that a word? Yes, girl, just, you know what? You take over. Don't let me, I am such a yentama. Get in there and just talk and talk. Don't let me. You take over. You tell I us what you're doing. I love my yenta, Chelsea. I love uh, you. She's the what best. are you doing she's to the best. tell us? My self-care is sleep. I need sleep, number one. Number two, long showers, like 30, 40-minute showers. And you know what I do? I Okay, maybe this is a curly hair thing that you understand is that you have to brush your hair in the shower because you can't brush it after the shower. Absolutely not. We need a a very detangling, creamy (laughs) product to get in there to get the natch to chill. Exactly. So I find that those brushing hair out sessions in the shower are very relaxing and feel like just the greatest head massage. And I really enjoy them. Especially because you wear a wig, which yes, we get to. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why We're my head just needs some good scratching. Oh, oh, <laughs> love it. Especially as a mother of three, that time away, no one's yelling for you. Yes. It's amazing. Okay. Yes. Oh, what products are you using in the shower? <sighs> basic. I'm basic. Girl, Simple. There is no basic. Yes, yeah. the Dove stuff, whatever you okay. find local. Okay. That's... Um, an Aveeno face scrub. You're an accessible queen. You're just trying to go to the drugstore. You, you don't have time to be scouring <laughs> the internet. You're just like, look, I got to move, okay? I need... Whatever's right there in CVS. <laughs> exactly. No, but I need some Natch Butte recommendations. <laughs> we got you. Good, yes, I, I need a good list of, of good shampoo you. and stuff. No, I, I told you I'm basic. Honey's way in. What I... does my queen, what does my <laughs> Revitin need to be using in the shower to make those luxurious 30, 40 minute showers even <laughs> better honey's way in let us know what mushki needs and then we'll let i'll let you know okay done thank you thank you honeys <laughs> oh, yeah. quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, yeah. The next thing I have to say, and this um, 
this has to do, I guess, with being a mom and having had children and going through that pregnancies, all the blood work, right? So tapping in. So even if you're not in that stage at all, if you're feeling low energy, if you're feeling weak, it's very good to go to your doctor, do a full blood panel and know if you're low in iron, if you're low in B12, if you're low in vitamin D, all this has an effect on our energy levels. And I find that for me, that was so helpful. I did that maybe six months ago. And I found that I was super low on B12 and I started taking B12 supplements every day and I feel much better, you know? So that self-care, you know, and you're feeling tired. Yes, coffee always helps, but if you're really constantly feeling just very low energy, it doesn't hurt to check. We love an inform- a medically informed. <laughs> medically informed. Um, last thing, and for me, I have three kids and this saves my life, is cleaning help. And that's a huge, huge self-care, self-help for me. Okay. Yes. You got Chelsea's someone. eyes popped. Uh, because I, <laughs> I, I'm loving it. What? So what? What do you mean exactly? Like having a house house cleaner come? Yes. Come and yes. clean. Scrub yes. the floors. Wash the dishes. Clean the toilets. Get do the laundry. Oh my god. Yes. 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 A luxury we all love. Yes. Incredible. Yes. A clean house. Is it ever? I mean, you have three. You have little ones too. We have blue. I have mums. little ones, and the house is never clean. Never. Even with even with someone they're cleaning, but. Still, it's cleaner than if it was all on me. Absolutely. Offload that. Yeah. No one needs that chaos in their life. No. (laughs) We don't need you on your hands and knees scrubbing bacteria from the toilet, okay? You're a Rebidson, for crying out loud. (laughs) The Rebidson does not handle Lysoling the toilet. Do you understand? God will not have that. I'm with you. I'm with you. I love her. Incredible. Do you want to go back to mikvah? Is there any? Well, let's move on. I mean, oh, I'm done. I'm done with my. I want to give you ample time to tell us about what you're using. I think you you came so prepared. Listen, honeys, she came with like a stack of papers. Okay, there. How many? You have like ten pages in front of me. I'm in front. No, 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 no. It's four pages, and I just put some notes down because I'm very good at forgetting. I have literally. You are. I mean, type A and a half. This is. This is incredible. Obsessive much? Yeah. No, I think it's incredible. I'm actually so impressed. She has like a full stack of notes. She is so prepared for this. Thank you. This girl <laughs> took it seriously. You you got the assignment and you were like, okay, I'm bringing it. Um, okay. Let's talk about mikvah because I think mikvah is a really interesting, really cool. I don't think a lot of people know about it. Could you tell us what mikvah is and why we do it? Why, you know, what Judaism teaches about mikvah? Yes. And totally um, interrupt me with any questions, Chelsea, if I, shall. if I don't make any sense. Okay. Okay. So mikvah is, is a big concept in Judaism for Jewish women, especially. And I'm going to get right into it. Okay. So yeah, you're on it. So a modern day mikvah, so nowadays, back in the day, it wasn't as beautiful, but a modern day mikvah is a beautiful, beautiful spa kind of place. It's a spa-like facility. It is usually state of the art. It's really, really pretty. It's got a shower. It's got a bath. That's, you know, a personal prep room for you. It's got this last one I went to had a towel warmer to keep your towel nice and cozy. Oh. Yeah, it's got all the little luxuries and they have all the products and items that you might need for your trip to the mikvah. And the actual mikvah is looks like a hot tub, so it's just like a you know, a giant hole in the ground that's a hot tub for hot water. And 
It is, it contains a natural body of water. And this body of water spiritually connects back to the waters that flowed out of the Garden of Eden. Okay, the Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. In the beginning of time at the six days of creation, the waters flowed out of there. So the water in our mikvah now has to be a natural body of water, which could be any sort of rainwater, ocean water that's obviously filtered and cleaned for this purpose. And what it is, a mikvah, is biblically, (laughs) (laughs) that came out wrong, biblically it was used to purify, okay? So dipping in these waters, it has the ability to transform a status, okay? So I was in my menstrual state, now I dip in the mikvah. Um, Or it's the final step of a conversion process, okay? I want to become Jewish, dip in the mikvah. Um, so after, after I prep myself in my mikvah prep room, which is so beautiful, like a great shower, the bathtub with all the jets and the shampoos and all of that, um, I take off any barrier, any jewelry, any makeup, nail polish. I am scrubbed clean, clean. Contact lenses come out totally clean, totally scrubbed. And then, so I leave my prep room and go into the actual mikvah, which is this kind of hot tub. And there I dip in the water three times. I say a blessing and then I'm done. Now I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Okay. So, you know, how do we get to the mikvah? When are we going to the mikvah? Why are we going to the mikvah? So let's backtrack to that. Okay. So intimacy in the Jewish culture is the most holy spiritual, God-like connection that we can have with our spouse, okay? In, in Judaism, it's viewed as holy, as spiritual, as beautiful. You know, in some cultures, it's viewed as bad, it's sinful. It's not, okay? It's the most beautiful thing that we can do. It's the most, it's the deepest connection. It's yeah, creating Jews, that connection. we like to bone, you know? It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, good with we it, do, okay? We do, we <laughs> do. And because of that, because it's such a mitzvah, because it's so holy, it comes with this set of laws, okay? It comes with a whole bunch of laws. So this works like this. So when she, me, you, whoever, okay? When that person we're talking about gets her period until after she dips in the mikvah, there is no sex, okay? So from when she gets her period and then she waits a couple of days till the period is fully passed, then she counts seven days to make sure that there is absolutely no more bleeding. And with that, she also does a check to make sure that there's no bleeding. And then after seven days at night, she goes to the mikvah. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's about two weeks total. It's a bit less, like a drop less. Like let's say like a three let's say you have a period for three to five days. On average, yeah. some people have longer, some people have shorter, whatever. Yeah. So you so have then, to do a minimum of five days, five days of periods, seven days of okay. just making sure that it's fully gone. Got it. Thirteen days. Okay. Thirteen days total. Yeah, that's basically two weeks. Basically, yes. pretty much You're two right. Weeks. So so we're <laughs> yes. at two weeks. So yes. you get your period. So are you sleeping in the same bed as your spouse? You're not supposed to. Um, religious couples will have two beds in their bedroom okay. for this purpose. Okay. Some will have maybe one master bed and one smaller bed. You okay. know, people really, you know, do it as they see fit. Okay. Personally, two big beds in the master bedroom. There's not much space for anything else. But this way, this way, you know, it's not like, oh, yes, beds together, no beds together. Here, it's just. And that's only when you are bleeding. 
Exactly. Okay, but you share a bed when you are not. Yes. Okay, so then you have two beds. So is there a reason why your spouse can't touch you? I know, I know a little bit about this, but I know that it, you know. Yeah. Um, so let's so talk. You, let's talk more about that. Yeah, yeah because so, I think that's it's interesting. It's an interesting thing, and I think it's often seen as like negative right whereas honestly i would love if no one touched me when i'm on my period leave me alone don't right touch me. the only thing that should be touching me is chocolate and the sight self-care. of real housewives okay <laughs> I, that's my self-care don't touch me don't even look in my direction so i think it's seen as a negative often when i've told people this that you know couples will even put down car keys like on the table and then the spouse will pick it up like no touching like that level no touching they and see there's it as right. negative but can you explain why it's actually a positive right so so let's yeah let's talk about that some more and and that's a very interesting point that you bring. It's not, you could view it as negative. You can view anything as negative, but you can also view it as positive. And you can see here that, you know, in the long run, that it's a beautiful thing for, for a marriage. So when I'm on my period, first of all, here, there's no expectations. There's no pressures. It's, we know there's no touching. There's no sex. Absolutely not stay apart. Right. And it's also that time where I'm freaking on my period. I don't want you touching me. I, I, I'm all about me right now. And I'm like, Yes. Need my space and and let me be me and mm-hmm. you do you and and great. It's also a good time, you know, for verbal communication. It's a good time for gifts, for compliments. You know, just explore the other ways to be intimate, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a really nice thing too. And what happens is that this this monthly visit to the mikvah for me, this visit to the spa, technically it's contributes so much to my self-care, right? I know that once a month I've got my trip, I'm leaving my kids, husband do bedtime, do dinner, I'm out. Okay. I'll go pick up dinner for myself. I'll go chill, go to my spa experience. And, and for me, it's magical. And I know that when I come home, especially after not having been together for almost two weeks, it's that reconnection time. It's that beautiful time that I know it's set in stone. This is my time. This is our time. And, and we are back together tonight. That's okay. so special. Like, yes. I think that's so beautiful. And it keeps the marriage fresh, I imagine, because it you're does. not... There's, you don't there's, get into that monotone of just like, right. I'm working, I'm working late every single day for months at a time. You can't get into that rut because here you're like, no, and yes, no, yes. There's you pull, get into that push, rhythm. Yes. In, out, together. Yes. Uh, not, you know, there's a lot. It keeps it, look, let's be honest. It keeps it spicy. Yes. It's keeping it fresh. It's keeping it hot. <laughs> you know, and I love that. How long do you go to the mikvah for? How long is the experience? Yeah, like, do you stay overnight or is it no, just no, a no. day? No, or? it's not. No, it's quick. It's, it's quick. Okay. You know, an hour, an, an hour, hour and a okay. half. Um, it's as long as you want to hang out there, honestly. It's like a know? wee spa, but yeah. for yeah. Orthodox Jews. But for yourself, you're not going with friends. You're not you're right. not going to see other people. It's it's a very personal and private experience. Do you do you, does somebody oversee it or do you go and give yourself the blessing? Do you have so somebody, somebody stand oversees and watch you? in when you dip into the actual mikvah when you go into okay. the water? So there is somebody there. She could ask you if you want. They give you the option to check if you have like stray hairs on your back. Like for me, I always shed so much hair. So she'll check if there's any loose hairs because that could be a problem. You know, you need to be fully without any barrier. So sometimes if you ask for it, she can check if you have any loose hairs. She can check your nails if anything got stuck underneath that you missed, your toenails. They offer that if you want. If you're not comfortable with that, you know, you just say no. And she oversees that you fully went under the water because 
you don't really know when you're under there, right? That your hair fully went under and everything, all parts of your body. So she's overseeing it. Once you come out, she yells, kosher. That way. <laughs> it's like Marco that, Polo. But <laughs> that it was a kosher dip. Okay? But in Hebrew. So she says, kosher. So you go in once, you say the blessing, which is thank you, God, for allowing me to um, al-hatfila on the immersion, on this mitzvah of doing the immersion in the water. And then... I dip another two times, so a total of three. Some women have the custom to do seven, which is just seven times to go under, up and down, up and down. She says, kosher, that you've fully gone under. And then, but she really gives you privacy. She really gives you space. All she's looking to see is that you've fully immersed under the water. Mm -hmm. Um, She will kind of block her face and pass you back your towel, like the bathrobe, and show you back to your prep room, and you get dressed and you're done. So interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting experience. And this is like as old as like how how long have we been doing mikvah? Is it from the beginning of time? We've been doing since the beginning of time, since we got the Torah, since we've got that is so interesting that they had that insight to know that we would need that sort of we would need this built in. Just like yeah, like I don't know. It's like a time for you. Do you do you have? Do you just sit there and pray? Like what do you do? What are you doing with your? How are you making it meaningful for you when you're there? It's a good question about the prayer. When you say the actual blessing after you dip the first time, it's also a time, and I teach this to to the people that I learned the mikvah with, and for me myself, I close my eyes and I pray. I pray for my family. I pray for myself. I pray for my community. I really just, you know, close my eyes and just think for a minute and and pray. So that everyone be blessed with health wealth that doesn't hurt right <laughs> and money and honey yes <laughs> yes okay. all the good things yeah so it's really a fabulous time and and it right as we said it sets in it sets into the calendar into the month that this is our time to reconnect this time is for us why do you think that jewish people and um jewish texts have so much built in time for chilling essentially i mean i'm really like i'm reducing it a lot but it that i mean there is so much when i when i think about the lifestyle of orthodox there's a lot of time to connect chill decompress unplug reconnect um there's a lot of it built in why do you think that we have that in our culture so strongly it's a good question um i think that having a built-in time frame really does give us focus and gives us those sort of boundaries of this needs to happen now in this time frame you know having a sort of framework of time is helpful mm-hmm. it's helpful for me for sure um yeah Honestly, if you're not Jewish and you want to add a little mikvah life, just like go to the spa every single time you're on your period and don't let your anyone touch you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Two tips. There you um, go. I love that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with that or could, do you want to move on? Do you want to hear about some personal mikvah experiences? Duh. Yes. All right. Yes. So, so another point besides for going after every time we have our period before a wedding, before we get married, we go to the mikvah before the wedding. So within a couple of days of the wedding, we go to the mikvah. So the, so the first time I went and I encourage the brides that I learn with as well is have someone come with you, have your mom, have a sister, have a close friend come with you to your first mikvah experience. And they come really just to accompany you and they can stay in the waiting room. They're not coming in with you to the prep room into the into the actual immersion. Um, just there to, to be with you to celebrate this. It's such a beautiful, special time. It's such a big mitzvah. Um, when I, after 
Arya and I got married, we moved to Israel. And so the first time that I went to the mikvah in Israel was, I, I'm coming closer to the mikvah location. And there is a concept for, for me and growing up, for me, mikvah was a very personal thing. It was a very private thing. You know, you don't really want to tell people when you're going to the mikvah because it's really just between you and your spouse. You don't need the whole community knowing what's going on at home and in your bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. So it was more of a personal thing. But the Sephardic community, and for sure for the wedding, it's really something very, very open and something very much celebrated. So when a bride goes to the... Really quickly, Sephardic. So in Judaism, not everyone will know what what Sephardic means. So within Judaism, right, there's Ashkenazic Mm -hmm. Jews, there's Sephardic Jews that is just from coming from different regions in the world. There's Rahi. Yeah. It's just where we all spread out during... Right, like where they source from yeah spain morocco years ago eastern europe but just it's just kind of lineage where your family is originally exactly from. that's all it is but they have but in within that i'm sorry but within that there's different customs and different rituals and exactly. they might do, have their own flavor yeah of how they express their judaism yeah. but you know whatever it's just a Whatever. Just it, a minor detail. Minor detail. Anyway, <laughs> Sephardic. So, yeah. so they come from so, Spain, Morocco. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Chelsea. So what can I say? I'm the Jewish translator, okay? It's from <laughs> you into, you know, the non-Jews of the world. So we're just just here to translate. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm coming towards this mikvah for me to go dip, and I hear music blasting and confetti throwing and I come inside and I'm like, okay, am I in the right place? I was so confused. But turns out that when a bride goes in those communities, it becomes a celebration. Her family comes, her friends come, they pop champagne, they throw flowers, they throw While confetti. While she's butt naked no, in no, the No, 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 before oh. and after. After <laughs> okay. she comes out and gets dressed, some do Take have the back. custom to go help yes. her scrub her back and all of that, which is kind of cute. <laughs> kind of intense. Like, I feel like if I was butt naked, like nipples out, I'd be like, I don't really want my whole family popping champagne like straight into my naked body. No, but... once you're dressed, okay. once you're dressed, after you. you come out, wow. after you you've done this beautiful mitzvah and you're about to get married in the next few days, it becomes a celebration. So here I'm coming for like a mikvah dip. That's all I need. And here it's music, (laughs) dancing, you know, (laughs) major vibes. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I have another, I have another good story is also in Israel. Another time I went to a mikvah that I had never been to before and it's attached to a massive synagogue. So I have the address that I searched up online. It's located at this synagogue. So I get to the synagogue and it's like at around a prayer time. So there's guys coming and going and I I don't know where the entrance door to the mikvah is. And so I'm just kind of walking. It's on a corner. I'm walking back and forth and back and forth. And I I can't figure out where the entrance is. Another lady walks by and I'm like, hey, do you know where the mikvah is? And she says, actually, I'm not from here. I have no idea, but let me help you. You know, I'm this young little schnook. Is that a good Yiddish word? Do you know schnook? I don't know what schnook is. <laughs> you don't I don't know schnook? This is the first time I've heard Yiddish that I don't know because I love Yiddish. What is schnook? Schnook, schnook is like a little stinker. <laughs> that is so iconic. I Everybody be using schnook. Let's make schnook. it, let's make it, a, let's make it a, um, a, an Instagram hashtag. We're going to be using schnook. I love it. So I'm looking for the doorway. So this lady is helping me. And then like three little, not little, but three probably teenage boys see me like looking and they were like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, nothing, you know, 
stay out of this. And then this older, this like rabbi looking guy with this long white beard, he magically knew what I was looking for. He knew I was looking for the mikvah. And he's like, it's around the corner behind those screens. And I turned the corner and it was so well hidden from the streets. There's trees blocking the entrance and these like black screens so that nobody actually sees the women coming and going. So you see, it's a very sacred, very private thing. So you don't need like the little, your friends from down the road, knowing that you're going to the mikvah that night. It's, it's not necessary. I'm out here. Like a second I get my period, I'm letting everyone know everyone (laughs) in my way. I'm like, I'm on my period. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I'm angry. And your guys are all like, because keeping it private, it's very modest. It's very, yes. And I'm just like, excuse me, tampon. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that actually flows really. I wanted to ask you about modesty. About modesty. Um, so great. We love a good transition. Oh, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah. I want to ask about modesty because, again, I think modesty is a very interesting topic that you can either see negatively or positively, just, you know, just like no touching, just like whatever. You know, I think let's let's explore that. What why do you I know you're modest. You choose to be modest, right? Yes. Do you identify as modest? I identify as modest. Amazing. I don't don't (laughs) want to speak for you. Um, Why? What are the teachings about modesty? And how does it work for you? Great question. So modesty in Torah and in halacha and the Jewish law is specifically about, for women, is about covering um, the collarbone, covering the elbows, and the knees. Did I miss something? No. Because knees are sexy? Like, yes. Because <laughs> co- because elbows are hot? Like, why it's are we again covering setting, them? It's, again, setting that boundary of, like, this is what's meant to be covered, and then, you know, everything else is is not, right? But why – so I'm going to challenge you. Why oh. is a knee or a collarbone sexy but, like, an ankle is not? Like, what What are these – Some might believe that an ankle needs to be covered either with socks, tights, long skirts down to the ankles. Okay, I so personally don't, but – Personal that, preference. That That is a thing. But really, right, so the stricter lines, I would say, is the collarbone, the elbows, and the knees – why? Because between the knees and up there, you know, you're not going to start making measurements of, okay, you can go two inches above the knees, but you can't go five inches above the knees. Elbow, same thing. You it's know, so this is easy. really to keep it easy, to Got keep it. it, to keep it. That's, that's what I think personally. Okay. Okay. So that we're not like debating over inches. We're just going no, I, all right, right, around yeah. the knee, around the elbow, around exactly. the collar. Just try to keep it as a keep sack it. around, exactly. cut all cover. <laughs> Right. How does it work for you? Why do you like modesty? I grew up with it fully and and I appreciate it, the modesty, and I appreciate being covered and being modest. And and I've never questioned it much. I know many people do and many people will not keep to the modesty because it's so hard. 
But for me, I just didn't mind it. And I just kind of went with that flow and, and I, I'm okay with it and I enjoy it. Is it hard to, to stay modeled? It is, especially when you see the fashion out there and you want to uncover so much more. Absolutely. The struggle is very real. Yes. Are there clothes that you really wish you could wear that you're not able to? Like So I've see? tried on plenty of dresses that let's say will hit too short and I'm like, mm. oh, bummer. I would have loved that if it was... If you know, just a tad longer, um, or necks that are just way open and, and all that. So yeah, it's definitely a struggle, but it, for me, it's something that I believe in that I enjoy and I want to keep this mitzvah. So, so I personally will keep to it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so and part of modesty is hair coverage. Yes. Um, I, this is a topic I'm very excited to talk to you about because wig culture yes. is a damn vibe. Okay. It is great. <laughs> like it really is amazing. We love a hair situation, but you know, I think what people, I, this is the comments I've gotten about wigs within, within the Orthodox community is their hair is like beautiful though. Like yes. their hair, I, I, it doesn't look like a wig because it's like sexy, long, gorgeous hair. It's gorgeous. It's yes. not, why are there, why are they so pretty? And I'm like, because well, that's why not shouldn't the they point. Be yeah, because I'm, I'm like, the point is not for it to be ugly. <laughs> to be ugly, right? So modesty sounds like that, you know. Modesty sounds like, oh, you, you know, you're trying to be very modest and, you know, what's the word? Like humble and, and not, not too attract showy, attention. not attract attention, exactly. But that's not really what modesty is. Modesty is more just for you to to be to keep that self secretive, right? So after we get married, we cover our hair. And um, let's talk more about that. Wait, I so cover my hair. I'm wearing a wig. I love it. Wait, so you, so up until you're married, you can show your hair. Yes. And so when you, you get married, yeah, like after around, you guys get married young, <laughs> I got married young. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so you can cover. So this, so it's about what protecting so your only your husband can see your hair like what is the reason why you cover your hair after you're married exactly so what it is is the we cover our hair for modesty okay modesty is not that it's unattractive right it's not that it's 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 about the privacy that my hair after my marriage is now for me in the home for me my husband in the home why? Okay. Why? That's a very good question. It's a very Kabbalistic concept, and you could really get deep into this and into the halachic, the Jewish law perspective. And there is many, many, you know, deeper reasons and the deeper blessings that it brings down. Um, it is said in the Zohar, in a Kabbalistic source, about the children that you'll have will be extra special, and you and your husband will be blessed with spiritual and material blessings. Your children's, your children and your children's <laughs> children will be incredible. The babies will benefit. Just do it. Yeah. I, you know, I was told. So why it's it's sourced in Torah. Uh-huh. It's a commandment. Okay. And not all the commandments we can fully give explanation to. Same way with keeping Shabbat and keeping kosher. They're very hard to explain. But we do see the value here. We do see that the modesty and keeping my hair personal for me, keeping it secure. And it sort of creates a barrier that I know that I, I am now unavailable right? I am married and this is, this is us. It's like a Jewish wedding ring on your head. (laughs) So when you're out and about, if you're wearing a wig, it's like, excuse me, I'm, I'm not, don't hit on me. Exactly. I'm I'm busy. It's not even so much for other people because they might not necessarily tell that it's a wig. It's It's more for me. Okay. For me, you know, remember who you are, remember what you are and, you know, keep it to that. It's, it's a very good question. They are and beautiful, but like, can you just, so they're expensive though, they're right? They're expensive. How much would, like, what's the going rate these days for a gorge 
And yeah, it's just same and then as doing at your home, hair. home, can you take it off? Like, can your kids see your hair? My kids have seen my hair, yes. They're not really supposed to. They're also supposed to see the modesty thing that my hair is always covered. Oh. And yeah. So it's not, so it's literally only your husband is supposed to see exactly. your hair. I was and told. Me. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I was, so I was told that it's because it's alive and dead at the same time. That's what, you know, uh, in, okay, whatever. Someone we know <laughs> told us, told me that it was because it's, it is technically, it's dead cells coming out, but it's alive right. because it's attached to you still. Right. And so it has this holiness that. It has that new holiness holy, from when yeah. you're married. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. I just have never heard that thought of hair that way. Um, right. But you can style your hair however you want. You yeah. can. It's not about being like not, like you can get creative and like have cool hairstyles. Absolutely. Could you do like fun colors or is you it. You can my, do fun colors. You can go edgy, like right. so. I could have like haircuts. a blue wig. You could. You'll look funny, but you'll look great. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying so. There's no rules about like how flamboyant it can be. No, that's up to you. That's up to so you. So it's still so it's just about covering, but it's but the expression of that co covering can be. So you can wear for in terms of clothing, you shop at at, at stores like anyone else, right? Like you can go to I free people and yeah. get a big like a, a, a modest dress there. Yeah, yeah. So you but. There are some Orthodox women that wear kind of only black skirts and stockings and whatever. Are there certain fashion stores just for Orthodox women? Absolutely, yes. Okay. <laughs> what, That's, what? Anywhere where Jews can make money, they've made money, right? <laughs> oh right? God. Oh, my God. Right? Um, so, so there is massive um, Jewish clothing industries. Absolutely. The Yes, the black skirts, the short black skirts, the long black skirts, the long jean skirts. You have it all. You have the modest dresses that come actually really cute ones. There's some really cute shops you can find on Instagram of modest dresses. Um, it really, it's a massive industry, yes. So you can buy just at the Jewish shops. You can buy anywhere. It's up to doesn't you. doesn't matter. It's up to you. Amazing. So you can do loud, fun prints. You can like, yeah. it doesn't Yeah, it totally doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, have fun with it. So interesting. Yeah, show yourself it. off. Yeah. <laughs> However you like. <laughs> oh, there's another, there's another strictly like orthodox industry, which is Shabbat makeup. Oh my God. I was going to ask, I was just going to ask you about this. Yes. I need, are there like kosher beauty brands? There are, there are. You got to hear the kosher beauty brand. This is so, so interesting. Okay. Yes. Tell us about so this. So kosher beauty brands, it's, it's a great, great question, right? So Shabbat, we're not supposed to put on makeup on Shabbat. I could put on makeup before Shabbat and have it last all through Shabbat, okay? We love a loophole. So, we love a beauty loophole. <laughs> so we have that like 24-hour, it's not yes. going anywhere. Lipstick. Pride, lipstick. <laughs> oh my God, we love a waterproof moment. It's yes. not coming off. No, okay, like what are the you eye, using? The eyewear. I don't use it. I don't I don't care for that stuff. I, I don't. I'll put on makeup for Friday night if Saturday I look, I look like I have no makeup. I'm okay with that. I don't personally buy into this, but it's a very big industry that yes, you can buy 24 hour long wear Shabbat makeup. Is that, is it like it says it's marketed for Shabbat or yes. it just like happens to be? Google Shabbat makeup. You I'm will see there's a couple of brands and they're big. They're big. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Are there rules about the products you use in in um, Jewish teachings? Are there like not really? Is you there can... any restrictions around makeup and products that you are using? No, it's pretty no. whatevs. 
whatevs. Because back in the day, it didn't really exist. <laughs> Who had makeup? <laughs> L'Oreal was not in, was not in vogue back when <laughs> when they the wrote Torah the Torah was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's no restrictions around that. You can do whatever you want. No, you can absolutely do whatever you want, whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you always look snatched. You always have a liner going, lipsticks. I want to ask Hunts you about your lipstick. lipstick. What yeah. are your? Li- because I know I like pop lipsticks. Yeah, yeah, you wear like bright pink, bright. Yeah. bright. I love them. <laughs> what are your favorite lipsticks right now? I have, I can't even remember what it's called. The same friend recommended me this lip gloss. That's like a matte lip gloss. It's really nice, a light pink. Um, otherwise, I go with Max, whatever bright colors they have that day. You're doing This the one's work. called Pink Pigeon. Yes. <laughs> yes. You'll, you'll like, it, I'm getting the sense that if I recommend something to you, you will try it. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> a good, you're a good, you're a good person to be like, honey, here, try this thing. You'd be like, yes. yes, give it to me. Yes. I'll take it all. I'll absolutely take kosher it all. Kosher beauty brands are so interesting, but what makes it kosher? Is it like blessed by a rabbi? It's like, no, I bless this it could be kosher <laughs> that there is no non-kosher ingredients in it. Like what? Like pork. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I guess um, I all I know is like gelatin. Is gelatin maybe. Bit, so maybe that would that would be something they would screen from putting in makeup. But there is no restriction against that. You don't need to look at the ingredients of the makeup you're putting on. The food that you're eating, yes, I eat only kosher and I make sure that everything is kosher certified yeah. and cooked in a kosher kitchen, Yeah, right? But makeup, no, no rules. So fun. So yeah. hair products, bath products, Whatever everything. you want. Yeah. wild. <laughs> yes. So interesting. Well, we're going to wrap up in a bit, but I want to just give, you know, time. Is there anything else that you want to say about how Judaism and the, to- the teachings have um, contributed to your joy and well-being any other any other tips you want to give to our honeys that's a great question um I've really been born and raised into this you know it's not something I necessarily took on later in life Mm. um so for me it's just a part of my life it gives me joy just keeping the tradition that I've grown up with that my parents have done my grandparents have done let's say with the mikvah I know stories of my grandmother and her mother, like back in Russia, how there were no state-of-the-art beautiful mikvahs. They were living in war times, right? So there are stories of them who, if they wanted to keep this mitzvah, and if you're living in emergency situations, you absolutely don't have to, but they wanted to. So they would go into a frozen lake and dig a hole and, and go dip in the mikvah in there. You know, they really, really would sacrifice their lives to do these mitzvahs. And for us to have it so easy and so beautiful, it's something that I remind myself every so often. And I really appreciate that. That's a beautiful message to end on. Look, we have so many opportunities to take care of ourselves today. And yeah. we are very blessed. Look, there's a lot going on in the world. A lot of things. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, of course, there's so much to to be worried about. But even more so, because <laughs> there's so much crap going on in the world, <laughs> it's so important to prioritize weekly, monthly times to, to just unplug and get yeah. away from the news and get away from Twitter and get away from all of it and yes. just take a minute to say, what do we have that we're grateful for? Yes. What are we, what's so special? What's good about this earth and this planet and everything around us? And so... Honestly, I know there's, I know our honeys are stressed. I know we got a lot going on, but 
But yeah, thank you, Mushki, for telling us about all of this. This is so interesting. And I know we thank just you. lightly touched on a lot of things and there's so much more in depth we could go on. Yes, but endless. that'll be for the next up. Um, <laughs> we'll be back. But thank you. And also thank you for sharing everything. You know, just just truly, uh, it's so amazing to know you. I love you so much. Thank and you. I'm so glad that Mushki's incredible. And if you ever have the chance to taste her delicious food, go Come follow her. Where can we find you? I'm on Instagram as my mom and you. It's, it's a hard one. M-Y-M-A-M-E-N-U for menu. And what it is, is mom menu is a twist on my menu. And mom menu is the Yiddish word for mother. And I'm all about channeling that motherly love into my cooking and that warmth and that the memories. Yum. Guys, she makes the most incredible food. Like yes. you absolutely <laughs> have to go follow her. She makes such good food. I've eaten. I She's fed me so many times and I every time I'm like, oh, this is heavenly. And she keeps coming back. Of course. <laughs> I would, I, it's so good. She's incredibly talented. Go follow her and tell her, um, give her tips on what products she should be using. Um, thank you, Mushki. <laughs> I, I, I love you so much. And you're just an incredible, wonderful, beautiful goddess person that I just am so lucky to know. Thank you thank for coming you. today. Thank you. Thank you. Mwah. Mwah. That's all.